Week two of training camp for the BYU football program is underway. What do we take away from week one? You'll hear from Jaron Hall on that very topic. We'll also talk about one of the impact transfers across the entire spectrum of college football that calls Provo home, Kingsley Suomata'i. Let's talk about him. And also, women's soccer opens up the fall season for BYU sports. All of that ahead on today's show. You are Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What is up, my friends? I'm Jake Hatch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. Thank you for making us here on Locked On Cougars, your first listen of the day. Always appreciate you guys checking out the show. Uh, by way of introduction, for any of you who may be checking out the show for the very first time, this is your only daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. Our goal here, simply stated, is to make you guys the smartest BYU fans in the room. When you're talking with your family and friends, they're going to be like, how in the world does this person know that much about BYU? Well, you know what? We're the dirty little secret that's in your back pocket, quite literally, with regards to the devices you can listen and watch us on. But uh, it's our goal here, make you guys the smartest Cougar fans out there. So a big thank you for your support. By way of introduction, also on my end, my name's Jake. I work for the KSL Sports Zone in Salt Lake City, Utah, as the executive producer of DJ and PK. But more importantly, I spend my off hours doing this podcast and absolutely love doing it. I've been covering BYU for the entirety of their independent era. I started my professional career covering the Cougars in a professional... I can't get professional out of my mouth correctly today. I started covering BYU professionally when BYU began their independent era. 2011. I was at the first BYU football media day. I've been covering the Cougars ever since then, and it's absolutely a privilege to be here with you guys. Uh, For those of you who may be longtime listeners, my voice doesn't sound necessarily as clear as it typically does. That's because uh, yours truly was at the Imagine Dragons and a Macklemore concert up at Rice-Eccles Stadium on Friday night, and... Uh, well, apparently when you get into your mid-30s, uh, singing your guts out literally means that your voice decides to give out in some way. So my voice doesn't sound as good as it typically does. Well, just be kind. Just understand. It'll be back to full strength relatively soon. And memo to self, uh, don't be belting out the hits as often as I was at that concert. It was a ton of fun. I'll, I'll freely admit that. I had a great time at that concert. Been a long time since I had been to a concert, a live concert. And two of my favorites, Macklemore and Imagine Dragons. It was so fun to see them in concert together. All right, enough of that. That's all to this wayside. It is week two of BYU training camp getting ready for their season opener in just, what, under four weeks' time as they get ready to take on the USF Bulls. It's crazy to think it's coming that quickly, folks, but the Cougars are in preparations earnestly. Some of you probably saw on social media over the weekend, the Cougars did strap on the shoulder pads for at least one practice this weekend. Our next media availability will actually be this afternoon if you're watching this or listening to it on a Monday, uh, 12-10. excuse me, is when the uh, media observation period will be 1230 approximately is when media interviews will be taking place. So looking forward to being back out there in Provo, talking with players and coaches and kind of getting the latest when it comes to the start of week two of training camp here. It's a fun time, by the way. Uh, This week two is really when you start to see guys separate themselves because the pads come on, coaches are getting on guys. There's no more of this. You're a freshman and, oh, well, he's still learning the position. No, that's all gone by the wayside at this point. Uh, 
the the base level at this point is if you are in camp and you're expected to be up to snuff on the playbook, you're expected to be up to speed on what's going on with the install with regards to the offense or the defense, whichever side you happen to be participating on. And this is when you start to show what you can do as a football player with the pads on. I don't think BYU is necessarily going to strap on full pads very often this fall camp. It's kind of Kalani Sitake's uh, thing. His, he will strap them on every so often, but he's not doing two-a-days in full pads. Well, NCAA rules also will stipulate that you can't do that anymore, but he is a guy who is about his players first and foremost. He is a true uh, players coach. Uh, any of you who have known Coach Satake know that he values his most precious commodity, and that is his players, and he wants to make sure that they are as healthy as they possibly can be come game one, because ultimately, Fall camp, it's all a training ground. It's a proving ground to get yourselves ready for the whole enchilada, which is the actual season upcoming. And folks, let's one thing, let's be very clear about this. And I got to remind myself of this all the time. Slow down and enjoy this because the four months that football is truly in our lives from the beginning of training camp. So they started training camp last week and through the next four months. So we go from uh, early August until Late November, bowl game probably pushes it, I guess, into December for a couple of days, really. Uh, enjoy it, because this is the most precious time of year if you're a college football fan, which yours truly, myself, I, I absolutely love college football. I can't get enough of it. So I got to remind myself, and I want you guys to remind yourselves that this is the time of year to savor, to enjoy. Uh, don't get so caught up in all of the hoopla around it that you don't enjoy it. That's the one thing I, like I said, I cover it in a professional capacity. I'm looking more for storylines versus just ardent fandom in many respects when it comes to my coverage of the Cougars. But that's the thing. This is a fun, fun time of year. These are young men who are trying to live out their dreams. Multiple guys from this BYU football program probably will find themselves hearing their names called in next year's NFL draft. It'll be a dream come true. This is the time for them to go out there and show it. And this is the time for you to savor and enjoy because we talk about this sport year round. It is the second most popular sport in America. I don't care what the NBA, MLB, or any other sports league out there says. The NFL is king. We all know that. But the uh, college football ranks, in my opinion, I think the data would back me up. If I were to go find it, college football is the second most popular sport in this country. We cannot get enough of it. And even with all the consolidation, the conference realignment, all that stuff going on, it's not put a dent really, I don't think, in overall people's fandom. I think you're still going to be a fan of your teams. I guess the bigger concern is if you want to truly have a team that you feel like can win it all. Well, that may change the calculus a little bit with this consolidation. But regardless, this is all about football, and let's enjoy it. I want you guys to hear from Jaron Hall. I had a chance uh, on the first day of training camp. Uh, it was the first time BYU allowed media down there. It's the only time so far that we've had media observation and or media interviews with players and coaches. But Jaron Hall spoke to the media last week, and I think I had some very good thoughts about uh, how he's improved as a quarterback, what he's expecting from the upcoming training camp throughout the entirety of it and what he ultimately wants to accomplish as a quarterback uh, in this upcoming season. So let's play that for you guys now. Here you go. BYU quarterback Jaron Hall. What's the goals in the next month? Yeah, just getting synced up. I think again, spring ball always feels a little smoother right out the gate because it's only a, you know two months, you know postseason. But then fall fall camp is you know four four and a half months from spring ball, so it's a much longer break. Um, so just finding you know your synchronization with your receivers, everybody moving. But um, I just think today with all the experienced guys we had, everyone was where they're supposed to be. Um, now it's just a matter of doing it a little quicker, just syncing everything up. Anything stand out to you in, in 
the passing game and how you guys approach things today? Yeah, uh, just our old line, how clean the pocket is. Um, well, we ran the ball today. We don't have pads on, but they're moving dudes. Uh, it's no secret, you know, that that's, our, that's the strength of our team, as always, but they look really good up front. Jaron, you have a ton of patience. There's obviously a football game at the end of this road, but what do you enjoy about the, the build-up to that? Uh, just all the excitement, the wonder, the curiosity building up, you know, you and your guys talking, the goals you set. Um, that, that's just some of the fun stuff, just being in the locker room, seeing all the games up on the wall, just looking forward to every opportunity is probably the best part. Was there anything in particular you worked on this offseason versus maybe the ones? Uh, yeah, just fine-tuning you know, all the throwing mechanics, just getting everything dialed in. I feel a lot more confident in my ability just to throw the ball everywhere around the field. Um, got a lot of people to thank for that. Um, but yeah, just, just, yeah, my ability to throw the ball a little better and just be on time. Sometimes injuries are hard to avoid. What are you going to do to try to stay on the field? Uh, just get, just get the ball out a lot quicker, just understand what's going on. Uh, you can prep your body, you can eat right and sleep. There's a lot of things I've focused on, but at the end of the day, if you don't know what's going on, um, you, can't, you can't protect yourself. So just mentally being locked in and, and knowing the game better than anybody else. Have you ever on some weight this, this offseason? Uh, uh, not a ton of weight, probably five pounds, but I just kind of transformed some of my past weight, obviously. Try to uh, just firm up a little bit, get some good weight on me, so I feel pretty good where I'm at right now. If I understand it, you worked with John Beck for a little mm -hmm. bit. What is he – well, he works with a lot of quarterbacks. A lot. Zach, but what is what did he help you the most with? Just syncing up all my mechanics properly, uh, making sure everything's firing at the right time. Um, it's like a step-by-step -step process when you throw football, and you know him and his guys are so good at seeing that and so for the last year now a little over a year I've been able to be with them all summer and talk throughout the year during the season and stuff so uh, he's just great at seeing that um, and then also just the mental side of the game film stuff um, talking through defenses and just just a better understanding of the game by itself. There you go, Jaron Hall speaking with the media after BYU's first day of training camp. Like he said the pads hadn't come on that quite yet, but he's a big fan of this offensive line. I've told you guys I think this offensive line could have four guys drafted off of this starting unit potentially this upcoming season. And one of the guys who is in contention in my mind to become a starter is an impact transfer, according to 24-7 Sports. We'll talk about that coming up next. First, though, a word on our friends over at LinkedIn. I want to remind you guys that as you gear up for fall, you need to right people on your team to help your small business fire on all cylinders. And that's where LinkedIn Jobs is here to help you make it easier to find the people you want to talk to faster and for free. Create a free job post in just minutes on LinkedIn Jobs. Reach your network and beyond with the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. They feature simple tools like screening questions, which make it easy to focus on the candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you would like to interview and hire. And is why small businesses are rating LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. My friends, LinkedIn Jobs is helping you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Did you know that every week, nearly 40 million job seekers are visiting LinkedIn? Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. You can see right here on the overlay of today's video if you happen to watch this on YouTube. Or once again, that's linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Thank you once again for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. I was doing some reading over the weekend, and a guy that I think has got BYU fans intrigued just with his overall totality of his talent, uh, the expectations, all that type of stuff, is a guy that's actually on a list that 24-7 Sports put out and is their top 25 impact transfers for the 2022 season. And obviously, you probably know the name that I'm thinking of. It's Kingsley Sumataia, and he is a transfer from the University of Oregon, formerly of Orem High School, a former four-star prospect, is ranked the number 32 overall player in the 2021 uh, uh 
top 24-7 rankings. Essentially, if you're a five-star prospect, according to 24-7 Sports, they believe you are going to be an NFL draft pick in three to four years' time. Obviously, his first year at Oregon was cut short, decided he, uh, Eugene was not for him, wanted to transfer, decided that playing closer to home in Provo at BYU was the spot for him. But here's what Brad Crawford from 24-7 Sports uh, put out. Uh, by the way, I probably should say thank you to Brandon Despain and BYU Football, BYU uh, Media Relations for that video with Jaron Hall. So apologies, I probably should have done that right out of the, out of the break there, but uh, thanks to them. But also, uh, credit to Brad Crawford for this with 24-7 Sports. It says, the coveted offensive lineman at Oregon landed at BYU prior to the end of the 2021 season. Suamataia, oh, by the way, I'm screwing all this up. I'm getting out. I'm getting ahead of myself. Kingsley Suamataia is ranked number six in this top 25 ranking. That's uh, very high praise for this guy, considering the guy in front of, uh, the two guys in front of him are both Alabama transfers. Let's just put it that way. He is in very, very good territory. Continuing on now. Suamataia was one of Oregon's prized jewels in last year's recruiting cycle, according to Crawford. The six foot six, 300 pound Utah native ranked as a five-star recruit and the number 32 overall player in the 2021 Top 24-7. Suamataia picked the Ducks over national offers from programs like Alabama, Clemson, and Georgia. When he entered the transfer portal, 24-7 Sports gave him a 96, making him the highest rated class of 2022 portal prospect. He will be a big-time addition to the BYU offensive line. Now, the thing about this is, is Kingsley came into BYU right when BYU's offensive line maybe is the most loaded it's ever been. Uh, let me just say this. If Kingsley had not picked the Cougars, I still think BYU's offensive line has got four NFL draft picks on it. I am that high on this offensive line. Him joining this makes it only the the that much more talented, deeper, and the good news is he is a guy who's going to come in, I think, make an impact right away. The funny thing about this is if you're going to give him the highest, rank, highest rating as a transfer, why in the world is he not the top impact guy? Is it because they think that he's not necessarily going to be a guy who's going to start right away for BYU? Maybe so because here's the thing. I think that Kingsley is best suited to play at the tackle positions, whether that's left tackle or right tackle. As it stands currently, in my mind, I think BYU's got a potential first-round draft pick in Blake Freeland on the left side, and I think Harris Lachance has been very, very good in that spot at the right tackle position, and he'll have to be completely unseated for a guy like Kingsley Suamataia to take over there. We have seen it the first day of media observation. Kingsley did play some right tackle with Harris Lachance slotting inside to right guard. The only question I have is on on that first day of fall camp, Joe Tukuafu was not practicing that day, and that right guard spot has been Joe's home for the better part of at least one season, if not two. So, there are a lot of moving parts on this offensive line, but if a guy like Kingsley can prove that he is the guy that is the undisputed best talent at any one of these positions, I actually still think he could slot inside to either guard spot. I know that left guard with Clark Barrington's another NFL guy in my mind. I, I think that if you were if you were to slide Kingsley into that guard spot, I think he'd do just fine there. But his future, he is slated to play outside at tackle. He has got all of the athleticism, the length, the frame, he, everything about him screams offensive tackle. So if BYU wants to get him on the field and they think he's a day one starter, I would be uh, I, I would not be opposed. Let me let me say this. I would not be opposed to having a battle between Harris Lachance and Joe Tukuafu as well as Campbell Barrington for that right guard spot. And maybe if Joe Tukuafu is a better center than a guy like Connor Pay, and I got no reason to th- think that Connor Pay is going to give up that job lightly, uh, you have a, an opportunity to put I think what could be potentially six, seven, eight, nine. 
10 guys who have starting caliber uh, on this offensive line and rotate them if you want to. I don't think BYU is going to be willing to rotate that many guys. Let me be very frank about that. But the good news is, is this offensive line looks absolutely stacked. And as Jaron Hall said, he thinks that they're just ready to go. He said the pocket is clean. He's able to work out of it. He's got towers on both sides. Speaking of the tackles is currently constituted because Blake Freeland in cleats, what does he stand in? Six foot nine almost. Same thing with Harris Lachance. Those tackle positions, they're bookended and he's got absolute towers in front of him as a six foot one athlete. So, I really, really like this offensive line. And a guy like Kingsley Suomataia, he is a highly, highly thought of transfer, and he should not be counted out of potentially starting for BYU as soon as game one against USF. I refuse to count him out of this competition because, like I said, he's got all the talent. There's a reason why Clemson, Alabama, Oregon, the, the who's who of college football, like the, the programs that BYU aspires to be once again. I know that they were among the nation's elite back in the 80s and 90s and some of the parts of the two thousands but the programs BYU aspires to be to be the top the cream of the crop the top tier of college football those are the programs who saw what Kingsley Suomataia could do he is now at Pro, now in Provo he's now playing for the BYU football program utilize him I do not want to see him just forced to the bench because some coach says well I've got this junior slash senior over here who is, deserves to finish out his career in the right place Play the more talented player. I think Kingsley is slated and ready to go. And if he proves to be the better man, do not let politics get in the way of that decision. Get him on the football field. Another guy that's going to be playing for the BYU football program as soon as next season potentially is a new uh, commit to the BYU football program. Andrew Heinig, if I uh, got his name correctly, will introduce you to who he is and we'll also talk a little bit about the BYU women's soccer program here in just a moment. First, though, a word on our friends over at BetOnline. BetOnline.net is the fastest and the easiest way to check in on all of your betting needs. Find all of your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews in every news, uh, excuse me, find reviews and news for every league including major league baseball nfl college football nba college basketball nhl combat sports esports and even golf it's a pretty exhaustive list it means everything under the sun bet online continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports wagering information from live in-game betting scores and podcasts they have got you covered head to bet online today or use your mobile device to learn more about the tr- action available to you guys today at betonline.net once again it's all courtesy of your friends at bet online where the game starts Thank you once again uh, for checking us out here on Locked On Cougars. And let's introduce you to Andrew Heinig for a minute here. And I honestly, I'll be honest, I don't know much about this this young man because I don't think anybody really knows that much about him. I'm, I'm going to be honest. When I saw this pop up, I saw some people uh, sending it to me on Instagram saying, Jake, is this legit? I was like, uh, I would assume so. I don't think some kid's just going to put it out on Instagram that he's committed to BYU, but he's an Oklahoma native. Uh, he is going to play defensive line as, based on what it appears, uh, according to Vanquish the Foe and also 24-7 Sports. But uh, Vanquish the Foe, Tyler Weeks had a great opportunity to catch up with Andrew Heinig, and I'm going to lift from some of the quotes that he gave to Vanquish the Foe here, so credit to them on this. He said from first to fifth grade, he played football uh, all through that period. At the end of fifth grade, his parents transferred him and his brothers to a, a small private school 
school where they didn't actually offer football. So he played basketball during middle school, freshman, and some of his sophomore year, and then decided to quit football as a sophomore, moved back to where he lives in Glenpool, Oklahoma, joined the football program at the end of his sophomore year, and from that point on, has been playing football. Uh, the crazy thing about this, folks, is he is just a gifted, gifted athlete. Not very many basketball players transfer to football and immediately take to it like a duck to water, but I think some of his uh, early uh, childhood memories, and obviously of playing the sport, helped him with that. Uh, he mentioned the fact that he had uh, spent a lot of time training for basketball, so he wasn't necessarily up to speed strength-wise, but this is a dude who is listed at six foot six, 270 pounds. Even if he is a little bit um, um, pumped up on the roster, whether he's six foot four, six foot five, or 250 pounds, that is great size for a defensive line that BYU's got. And the good news is, it sounds like he is all in on the football thing. He came to BYU's camp, but this is a multi-sport athlete. I've talked about this. The cross-training, the multi-sport element of these uh, athletes is something that BYU's coaching staff absolutely loves. This dude uh, threw the shot put uh, for his high school, ended up winning the 5A state championship by more than 10 feet. He uh, threw a distance of 58 feet, 10.75 inches. That's absolutely insane. Uh, For comparison's sake, I think the Utah high school record, uh, it's a guy actually I was a contemporary with, a guy who's a little older than me at Mountain View High School, Leif Arrhenius. Some of you might remember that name. Leif holds the Utah high school record. I think it's 65 feet. No, 66 feet. 66 feet, 6 inches. Absolutely incredible what Heineck did here. And this is a guy who says the lifting I've done for throwing is maybe a lot more explosive compared to more static weightlifting movements in the football weight room. I feel that the footwork and explosiveness I have achieved from track has really helped me out on the football field. He came to BYU's football camp this past summer, stood out, and BYU offered him a scholarship. And he said he grew up uh, both a fan of Oklahoma and BYU. He's going to be suiting up for the Cougars. I think this is actually a really, really nice pickup for BYU. It's kind of one of those things you look at and say, okay, he doesn't have a lot of pub out there with regards to social media. You have to really dig to find any highlights for this young man, but the one thing he does have is a passion for the game. That's something you can work with. There are a lot of guys out there, I feel like, in this world that play football that do it more as a I don't know, a hobby. It's not necessarily the, their passion. It sounds like Andrew Heinig, uh, he was forced away from the sport, came back to it, and like I said, as a duck uh, to water, he took right to it. You can work with that. Blessed with uh, physical uh, capability, 6'6", 270 is what he's listed at. You can work with that on the defensive line. Whether he's playing defensive end for BYU or defensive tackle, the fact that he has competed in basketball, he does track and field, this multi-sport type uh, athlete is exactly what BYU should be targeting, and it's also just another step into recruiting the Pac, uh, not the, the Pac-12, the Big 12 footprint. That's another thing about BYU is that he has connections to BYU, obviously, but you're getting into the Big 12 footprint, bringing this kid in from Oklahoma. So a nice pickup for BYU. Congratulations to Andrew Heinig, and we'll see what other information we can dig up on him. All right, final thing before we go here is the BYU women's soccer program opened up the fall season for all BYU sports on Saturday night as they hosted their annual blue versus white scrimmage out there at Southfield. Uh, it sounded like a pretty decent crowd, all things considered, for a scrimmage, and the white team ended up winning 2 nothing. Uh, both teams had their chances at goal. Let me v- be very clear about this. I watched the vast majority of this match. It was a fun, fun match. A lot of attacking talent. That's the one thing about BYU is I felt like coming off last year's season, and this is a team that made the national championship match. Let's be real about that. They are ranked number three in the preseason poll. 
The question was, would they still continue to have that potent attacking uh, talent moving forward? Well, led by Bella Foligno, BYU's white team was absolutely incredible. Uh, Aaron Bailey teed her up for the opening goal in the second half. She actually had a great chance in the first half, was unable to uh, get it into the back of the net. But in the second half, she did so. And then Ella Frischneck came on as a substitute. She is actually an alumnus from BYU, no longer on the active roster. But she came in and scored to uh, give this uh, the 2-0 lead to the white team, which they held on to in that victory. So congratulations to the, uh, to the women's soccer program opening their season in style with that scrimmage. They've got uh, two more scrimmages officially. Uh, they are going to be taking on uh, their alumni. There's the annual alumni game at Southfield on Wednesday night. I'll be at 7 o'clock if you want to get out and watch that. And then their official uh, two, ex- excuse me, two exhibitions will be taking place down in North Carolina this weekend. They'll be taking on National Power North Carolina Saturday at 6 o'clock Eastern Time. That'll be 4 o'clock Mountain Time. And then they'll also on Saturday uh, also face, so it's being kind of a double header. It looks like I, I'm, this is kind of weird. Uh, no, I, I, I don't know. I'm reading this wrong because it actually shows the Charlotte 49ers also as an option for BYU. So maybe they're playing a split squad scrimmage. I don't know. I, I'm reading that wrong, but according to the BYUCougars.com website, it shows them playing both North Carolina and the Charlotte 49ers, albeit just one hour apart. So I'm going to guess they're playing North Carolina. I don't think Charlotte's necessarily, you're going to Charlotte maybe to play that, but I don't see them taking on the Charlotte 49ers unless they're splitting their squad and playing two concurrent uh, matches that would kind of seem strange. But if I get some more clarification on that, I'll pass it along to you guys. So there you go. That's today's edition of Locked on Cougars. A big thank you once again for your support of the podcast. As always, thank you for bearing with my voice. It's Like I said, it's not 100%, but to be back right as rain soon enough. Looking forward to being out at practice once again today. We'll have more reaction. My notes, what I took away from uh, officially be, I think, day four of BYU training camp. We'll get to that on tomorrow's show and everything else that happens in BYU sports interviews and the like will be right here on Locked on Cougars. Thank you once again for making us your first listen of the day. Now go make your second listen our friends over the locked on big 12 podcast josh neighbors get you up to speed on everything going on in the big 12 conference get that free and available wherever you get your podcast have a great rest of your day my friends this has been the locked on cougars podcast for august 8th 2022 we'll talk to you guys soon see ya